0: Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, Building Faith and Friendship. There's a saying that says a leopard cannot change its spots, that you are who you are and that is it. But this is not the Christian gospel. We believe that all people can change. That all people can be made new again in Jesus. Now in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul has been focusing on unity. And he's been speaking against gossip and bitterness and anger and slander and unforgiveness. Because all of these things create disunity in the church. But you can just imagine someone sitting in Ephesus and saying, But I can't help it. That's just who I am. When people say certain things and do certain things, they get under my skin and I just lash out in frustration and anger. I can't help it. That's who I am. But you can change. Because as Christians, we have a new identity as children of God. And that's why... Paul writes in verse 1, he says, verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 5, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. And we all know how children love to imitate their parents. You'll see a little boy copying his father, pretending he's driving the car, or pretending he's mowing the lawn. A little girl dressing just like her mother. Even Naomi will grab uh, Victoria's hat off her head and put it on her own head. And then all of a sudden comes the big smile because she's wearing mommy's hat. And in a similar way, we need to be like little children imitating our Father in heaven. But how do we imitate Our Father in heaven. How do we imitate God? Now in this passage we are told three times how to live. More literally in the Greek, how to walk. We're told in verse 2 to walk in love. We're told in verse 8 to walk as children of light. And we're told in verse 15 to walk in wisdom. So we look at each three in turn. Firstly, walking in love. Paul writes in verse 2, And live a life of love, or, live, or walk in love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. You see, we can change. How do we change? By imitating God. How do we imitate God? Well, by discovering who God really is and what God is like and what He does. How do we do that? By looking at Jesus. Because God, in His very essence... Is love, and he demonstrates his love in Jesus by dying for us. And so, when we look at Jesus, we discover the love of God. And it's not a self, uh, a self. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm gonna get? self-satisfying or self-indulgent type of love—a love which does everything that you love to do. It's a self-sacrificing love. It's a love that does other things, does things for the benefit of other people. It does costly things for the benefit of other people. And we call to walk in that love. But is that possible? Is it possible to walk in that love to love People sacrificially, when they get under your skin and when they irritate you and when you're frustrated with them, how do you even do that? Well, it starts off by forgiving them just as God forgave you. And it means being polite to them. It means being kind to them. It means saying good things to them and complimenting them. It means praying for them and their welfare. It means doing good things for them and giving them generous gifts. And this doesn't come naturally. It certainly doesn't come naturally for me. I don't naturally love people sacrificially who I don't like. It doesn't come naturally. And that's why it's essential that we first receive the love of God. Paul starts in verse 1 by saying... As dearly loved children walk in love. It starts by receiving the love of God. You see, when you truly comprehend how much God loves you, that God came to earth in Jesus for you, that He died for you because He loves you and He wants a relationship with you, it will have a profound effect upon you when we realize and we comprehend this undeserved love that God has for us, it transforms us, it changes us, and it motivates us to love others. If God has forgiven us this much, if God has loved us this much, how can we not forgive others and love others sacrificially? When we receive the love of God, and we allow that love to change us and transform us and to motivate us that we can express that love by loving others, sacrificially. Secondly, we need to walk in, as children of light. Paul writes in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live or walk as children of light. Now, darkness was a symbol and is a symbol for death. It's a symbol for lacking understanding. There in the dark, not very bright. And it's a, a symbol for secrecy. You do things in the dark and at night so no one can see. Light, on the other hand, is all about life, about knowledge, about transparency. And God is the ultimate source of light, the ultimate source of life and knowledge and transparency. And God's light shines in the world through Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Now, we all walked in darkness at some stage. We've all done things that lead to death. Th- things that uh, destroy relationships, destroy trust, that bring about hatred and ruin one's life. We've all done things in secret. Things we're ashamed of, things that we wouldn't want anyone else to know about. Websites that we've looked at and we don't want anyone else to know Business deals that we've done that we don't want anyone else to know. Hurtful things and slander and jokes that we have said about people that we don't want anyone to know. We've lived in darkness. And we've all lacked full knowledge of the love of God. Personal, experiential knowledge of how much God loves us. And knowledge of His will. We've all walked in darkness. But Paul says we can change. He says, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We have a new identity in Jesus as children of light. But how do we walk in light? Paul says uh, in verse 12, it is... Shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. The way we walk in light is to ensure that we don't do things in secret, that we live a life of transparency. You see, a person's true character is revealed in what they do in secret, in the dark. But we should never do anything in secret, in the dark, that we would not do in the open, in the light. And we need to realize that God sees everything and knows everything. God doesn't go, oh no, he switched the lights off. I don't know what they're doing. I can't see. God knows, God sees. God is always with us by his Holy Spirit. And he knows everything and he sees everything. And when we come to truly realize that, We allow God's light to shine into our life, and it ensures that we're able to walk in that light. Paul says in verse 10 Find out what pleases the Lord. You walk as children of light by discovering what pleases God. So often we try to please other people, we want to fit in with other people, and other times we just want to please ourselves, do what we want. Our number one concern, our only priority, should be to please Jesus. How do we know what pleases Jesus? Well, by reading the Bible, especially the Gospels. We can discover who Jesus really is, what Jesus' heart is for, what His priorities are, what motivates Him, what He does, and then we can discover what would please Him. And then we do what would please Him. That's how you live in His light. The light of what would please Him. In verse 11 it says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. The fruitless deeds, they are fruitless because they don't bring about life. They only bring about death. They destroy trust, they destroy relationships and ultimately it will ruin your life. And Paul says, have nothing to do with those deeds. He doesn't say, have nothing to do with people who do such things. We live in a society full of people who do such things, and we need to love them, we need to be with them. But there are times when we're not able to do what they do. There will be times when you have to say, well, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. I'm sorry, I, I, I can't watch this with you. I'm sorry, I can't talk about them and slander them and make jokes about them behind their back. I'm sorry, but I I can't flirt with you because I'm married. Avoiding doing deeds of darkness. And the result of that, verse 11 says, is that you will expose them. Now, when he talks about exposing them, it's not about uh, suddenly campaigning against them, setting up a petition against them, a Facebook page against them. No, it's about simply being who you are and being with them. Verse uh, 13 and 14 says, But everything exposed by light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. By simply being with them and walking in love and walking in light, God's light will shine in you and through you, and they will actually start to see things in a new light and begin to change. That's why Paul ends by quoting uh, uh, Christian, a very early Christian hymn that was probably used at a baptismal service in verse 14. He says, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Thirdly, we need to walk in wisdom. Uh, Verse 15 says, Be very careful then how you live or how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. We need to be wise. Now, wisdom isn't about having a very high IQ. Wisdom isn't about being super intelligent. Wisdom is about knowing how to behave. It's about knowing how to live. You see, you can have a very intelligent fool. I met a guy once who was incredibly intelligent, probably too intelligent for his own good. Yet he was a fool. He was addicted to drugs and to alcohol. His life was a mess. He was very intelligent. He had an answer for everything. But he didn't have wisdom. He didn't know how to live well. We need to have wisdom. How do we walk in wisdom? Verse 16, Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Rather than wasting your life by doing the deeds of darkness that will lead to ruin, foolish acts that will destroy your life. Rather make the most of every opportunity by doing good things, wise things. So many people uh, today waste away their life. Uh, they spend hours and hours playing computer games. They spend hours and hours on social media. They spend hours and hours uh, 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 surfing the internet or watching TV rather than investing in what, really impo- what was really important investing in relationships, investing time in doing good works. Now, there's nothing wrong with computer games and social media and the internet and the TV. But if you're wasting your life on it, it's not really wise. Victoria and I have been challenged recently about how much time we spend in the evening just collapsing on the couch and watching TV. Now, we really enjoy watching TV together. It's a good thing. But how much time are we wasting? How much time could we rather be using that time investing in in, in significant relationships, in our relationship, talking to each other, praying with each other, worshipping together? Don't waste your life on foolish things. Make the most of every opportunity. Verse 17 says, Therefore, Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Wise people can discern the will of God for their life. Again, the way we do that, I mentioned it earlier, is by reading the Bible, by discovering who Jesus really is, what His heart is after, what His priorities are, what His motives are, what He does. And then you can ask the simple question, what would Jesus do in this situation? And then the wise person will simply do what Jesus would do. But is this even possible? Is it possible to walk in love? To walk in the light? To walk in wisdom? Well, Paul says it is. Paul says we can change. We can imitate God. Firstly, we need to be filled with the Spirit. He says in verse 18, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Paul is making the contrast between someone who is under the influence, under the control of alcohol, with someone who is under the influence and under the control of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's nothing wrong with having some wine. But if you are addicted to alcohol, if alcohol is controlling you, it will ruin your life. It's not a very wise thing to do. However, if you are under the control of the Holy Spirit, it will produce love and light and wisdom in your life. And being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you receive the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, you already have the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means that you come under the control and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Just as alcohol will control and influence a drunk to do bad things, the Holy Spirit will control and influence you to do good things, loving things, and wise things. Alcohol will dehumanize you. The Holy Spirit will make you more human, because it will make you more like Jesus. Secondly, we need to worship together in a Christian community. Verse 19 and 20 states, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's an interesting relationship between being filled with the Holy Spirit and worshiping together in a Christian community. Because it's the Holy Spirit that prompts us to worship And it's in the context of worshipping together as a community that we are encouraged, we encourage one another, we experience the love of God, we experience the light and the wisdom of God through the preaching and through the words of the songs, and it's through the context of worshipping together that we actually filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's vital that we meet together to worship together. Because it's then that we are filled with the Spirit and it enables us to walk in love and in wisdom and in light. So a leopard is able to change its spots. We are able to imitate God. We can become like Jesus. We can walk in love. We can walk in the light. And we can walk in wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You loved us so much that You came to earth in the person of Jesus. That you demonstrated your love for us through Jesus. Through Jesus dying for us. We thank you that through Jesus you brought your light, your wisdom to us, So we know how we should live. We thank you that you modeled it for us so that we can imitate you. Like children imitating their parents. And Father, we thank You that You even go beyond that. You give us Your Holy Spirit to empower us and enable us to imitate You. But Father, we confess that so often we have failed to do that. Rather than walking in the light, we have walked in darkness. Rather than walking in wisdom, we have have so often done the foolish thing. Father, we pray that you would forgive us. And that you would empower us afresh with your Holy Spirit today. To walk in love. To do the unnatural thing of loving, sacrificially, even those people that we struggle with. That you would empower us to walk in light. To be more concerned about pleasing you than anyone else. And that you would give us the wisdom to be able to do that. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.